0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chiefin' with Daily Dell. I'm your host, Dell Fowler, along with my partner Lonnie, bro. How you doing today, man?
1: Good, good, good from this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday.
0: Man, we're gonna just gonna we're gonna go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, we're gonna be definitely talking about the wide receiver room uh today. Uh we got we're a heavy topic based on that. And then we're also gonna be diving into some Andy Reid and Bill Belichick talk. We know it's been a lot of chatter going on this past couple of weeks about who is considered the greatest coach of all time, with with both guys having a decent resume, well, great resume, more than decent. Uh, So we're definitely going to jump into that. But let's just go ahead and go right into it. So Lonnie, Fox Sports analyst Nick Wright does not want Patrick Mahomes to recruit star uh, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, who has reportedly kept in contact with KC throughout this free agency. Do you share the same sentiments, just because you know i know in past episodes we've just been talking about how let's just go ahead and move on from that let's just focus on the guys we have in the room right now so what are your thoughts about that
1: yeah so i love to see d-hop in the chiefs uniform but however i think from a dollar standpoint i don't think the chiefs are still in this race um if anything is from a championship and competitive standpoint um that the chiefs are even up remotely a part of in the talks with dhop um i think this is all mo- money based the, it's a money-based motive here that's why you have the teams listed that you have such as the tennessee Titans, the patriots um and things like that um as far as the the, the wanting to win the will to win i feel like that um if he really wants if Hop really really wants to win you know where he wants to go um he knows where he can go compete for championships at, at the drop of a hat and he knows where he might have to put in a little bit more work um, to to get what he wants. <clears throat> However, too, I think the Chiefs that the Chiefs wide receiver room is loaded. So we have a lot. It, it may just crowd the room Ooh. even more. Um, and if you uh, barring injury, you got you have some guys that you may want to keep that have to get cut because Diop is here now. So um, it crowds that room a little bit. Um, just barring injury if no one gets hurt because I feel like we have a lot of potential. I know we bank on a lot of potential here because um, just because we know what the, we've seen, what they have in that room, and we've seen the kind of guys that they picked up um, and their younger, fresher legs. Um, it, it's just I, – I, I, that that kind of clutters the room up a little bit, but it makes it a little bit awkward because you have a guy like KT and you have guys like Scott that were first-round first talents, or first- and second-round talents, um, that that are supposed to be leading that room there and it's been it's came out in the stories before that you expect them to be leaders um, i feel like that kind of just kind of shatters all of those rumors or or are those talks of that when you kind of bring in a d-hop because you know he kind of he's gonna take away some touches from someone there um mm-hmm. being that this offense is a spread it around type offense um and, and i for, we always forget i feel forget about MBS because like he's like that lost name in that mix there that room like i said is just no, crowded man. so like so like it, it's 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 it'll be hard fitting him into that room but it's like we can always use another playmaker it would be great to see um he is up there in his career so you wouldn't be as many snaps and as many hits on his body um it would be like more of a i feel like a specialized use type deal um unless he wanted to do take more snaps but i feel like d-hop is is wanting to show that he still got it um and he's still the best wide receiver in the league and i feel like that's why he has the team listed that he has listed in um, so I don't really share the same sentiment as far as him wanting him to to be a chief or wanting him to be recruited as a chief, because it, it's it, it's great. But I, we have a lot of guys in that room and I feel like it'll, they can carry us a very long way um, and even get us back to that number one wide receiver core um, that we that we've been the past couple of years.
0: Yeah, even though I'm over recruiting him, I think at this point is just if you want to come, you want to come. Um, I'm not going to lie, I will still want him a part of this wide receiver group. I understand that it is loaded, uh, but either way it goes, it looks like what we're going to even talk talk about in our next topic is some of our favorite guys that we're expecting coming up in camp might be cut. So, and, and added add to the practice squad as well, too. So, I think with him coming in, you know, um, he's going to he's going to take that juju role because we as a bigger body receiver who has a size who can win, who can win those jump ball opportunities and then also he's a great route runner as well too with great hands he's going to bring uh he's going to bring another asset that we need to this offense that will make us useful and even more of a threat going forward in this next upcoming season uh but at the same time i think when you're playing with the Kansas City Chiefs no one's really a true number one wide receivers because we can have a number one wide receiver at, in any game. And that's what they did last season. It was games that, you know, Juju had a solid game. It was some games as well too, where we saw NVS step up as well. And we saw some of those other guys come in and then play a big part as well too. Uh, we had Justin Watson, who was really solid for us. And then also, of course, we're not going to forget Travis Kelsey, who is a tight end. However, he plays a position like he's a wide receiver. So he's already averaging around 100 yards a game himself but um Bringing that type of player in with DeHop, he's gonna take he's gonna take up what we wanted with Juju, but I think do a lot more. I think he will be a thousand plus yard receiver. But at the same time, what it does for KT, we need that replacement for McCole anyway. Even though McCole wasn't solid last season, he dealt with injury. This is what you're gonna be what we wanted with him, but even more. You're the you you're the potential of a number one wide receiver as well too. So you're gonna have both of those threats because we see what guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Waddle doing over there in Miami. I consider them 1A, 1B because they both put up over a 1,000-plus yards. When given the opportunity, off, based off their attempts as well, too, Jalen Waddle somewhat had a better season, even though Tyreek Hill had more yards because he was the guy who was scoring more touchdowns, along with having a yardage in those past, those um, reception, uh, those yardage after the catch as well, too. So it's just what I see. With a lot of those teams on uh, with a lot of those other teams, I can see that happen with Kansas City as well too. Because KT not only does having a deep, a good wide receiver room helps with his health, but he does have more time to like take off on snaps. He can you know savor his body a lot a lot more just because we have the potential everywhere to where it's going to just be, you know, something that's running so fluently fluently. Now. I don't think they're going to go out their way to go get uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but I definitely don't mind him coming and being a chief as well, too. I think he's going to add another level in that veteran ability as well, too, to where he'll be able to uplift those guys. Because I feel like if he wanted to sign with the Patriots or the Titans right now, he would have been have done that. He already visited both teams. He did enjoy the visits he had with them as well, too. So, I mean, depending on the money, they said the money is there. I think he's just waiting to see what the Bills or the Chiefs does um, in their their offseason before like probably camp starts or the preseason start. I think he just want to see what type of moves are they going to make to create cap space. Because I don't think he minds just coming in on a one year deal and just to prove himself and then the next year go somewhere else. I think he wants to try to win a Super Bowl now and then try to get paid later, even though he's 30 years old. At, at his age, he's still, depending on his health, he can still have probably have uh, three or four more years good from him because we saw what Larry Fitzgerald did as well. He almost made it to 40 years old at that wide receiver position. It's not that D-Hop is really – he's not injury prone as well either. He actually, he, he's actually pretty durable. Um, if you look in prior seasons, he played every game in each season. What happened, he had that one injury season and then he had that suspension season as well too. And the Cardinals wasn't good after, uh, after that, after a while. So his reps probably diminished as well too, just because they weren't going to make it to the playoffs and they didn't know what the future was going to hold with them going forward. So I, I'm okay with it. I'm be honest. Um, uh, I'm preparing my mind for both ends. That's all. And I'm not trying to cheat what we're talking about right now. I want him. I don't mind. I know a lot of others be like, we don't want to take away from everybody else. We have faith in the younger. That's fine, but we can't do that forever. I don't want to keep on putting pressure on young guys. I want to be able to build them as well, too. You know, if some of them guys can like I said before, we have dealt with injuries throughout the season before. So a lot of times you'll be caught up and we will be able to see your potential as well, potential as well, too, depending on what happens. And we saw McCole out a lot this year. Uh we didn't get KT into the trade deadline. And he was out some games as well. Too you saw Juju dealt with injury a couple games as well. So you're gonna be have the opportunity to present yourself and move up. It's just will they last? on that practice squad and someone not sign them that go up to their active roster that's where the question lies, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. So, but, yeah, that's what I feel about that. I think bring him in if you can. Extend Chris Jones. Get him in here on a one-year deal if you can, maybe two-year. If you get him on a one-year deal was where it was a sense of base, like DeAndre, uh, like uh, Juju last year, where it was like one year, seven million, and then based on the census, what he can make, he, he could have made up to like 11, 12 mil, I think even more. And he did meet some of those um, – those uh those marks as well. So I think just depending on what is presented to him, I don't think he want to be in a single million dollar digit years. You know, I think yes. he want like 10 year plus. Yeah. And it, I, and he probably don't even want the old deal like that, but if you can kind of get me to 14 13, but, that he probably be like And, and this right. is the thing
1: I don't know and, and this is we know like you said we said before. Beach values his picks. I don't know how yeah. much he's valuing those undrafted guys. I don't know how much he's valuing exactly. that potential. We exactly. don't know how much he's valuing that wide receiver's potential that's 24 or 20, 23. And oh, DeAndre and over someone that's 30. So, like, it's it, that's the, that's what you get there. And then you got a cheap deal. I'm going to be to work this deal how I want to cut you if I'm mm-hmm. really if it really gets down to it I just let you go and it's not even gonna touch my cap and then yeah. now I gotta do a deal with him and he's gonna hurt my cap and he might yeah. even mess me up a little bit so so it's it you gotta weigh your options for real there and it gotta be something that's really team advantageous especially when it's when you're in gun when you're in gun mode like the Chiefs we know the Chiefs are so like yeah. we know the Chiefs they they're they're all guns blazing and straight ahead boom they're, they're out the gate we trying to they're not trying to give nobody, bless nobody. Only person to probably get a blessing is is Chris Jones right now.
0: But (laughs) other than that,
1: I don't know. We'll see though. We'll see.
0: But you know where there's smoke, there is fire. Uh, It is. Definitely is always. If if he would have signed already, I think this might have been the first wide receiver I've seen in a free agency that was really like, I might really want to go to the Chiefs. That's true. On on something cheap, just because he didn't make all the requirements to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver, he didn't had multiple thousand plus wide receiver seasons. He was the leading reception leader as well too. He didn't did he didn't done all of that in Houston with the De- Deshaun Watson. And I think he misses that because they were a playoff team when they were both together, healthy and all. I think he wants that in his later part of his career. And then having the opportunity to be like, okay, I can really go to the Super Bowl because these boys in one two, I need this. I want to be considered with the greats like Randy Moss in I think that's really weighing on him. I think he wants the best of both worlds, but I think if it comes to this season, I I feel like he really might be like, I'm a bet on myself. Because it's too long. He he was released. He had the opportunity to go sign anywhere else he wanted to go. But he just waiting like, I think I really might want this championship, bro. Might. And then I can go. If I'm 30 and I'll be 31, 32 next year and I'm still playing up to par and I didn't, I, I didn't had a solid season with the Chiefs or the Bills as well too, you know, these are playoff teams I can go and show myself, go to the AFC championship game. Somewhere I haven't been yet. Go to the Super Bowl, even if what he was a loser. Just having that feeling, I've been getting one there, getting there. But he wants one, and he 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 feels like those are. He feels like I think he's like I really think I could put them over the hump. <laughs> I like what y'all was missing. Even though y'all had it last year, you you know you had it this year again. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. It, it's fun. It's fun. But, you know, I really think Nick, Nick Wright said that just because he saw what happened last year. And I think we're looking for the longevity of the dynasty for the Kansas City Chiefs. We would rather be cheap and, you know, have the talent there to where we can keep on building off of that and moving forward to where that's how we move going on and those players, you know, feel like, okay, this team doesn't really need me. Now that might strain some relationships, but that's how it goes in the business of football, especially in the NFL. You're going to do what's right for your organization. And as an individual, you're going to do what's right for your career. So if it's just not meeting at that that line and you got to part ways, that's just how it has to go. But let's go ahead and jump into our next topic. Now, like I said, it's heavy wide receiver topic-based episode. So Chiefs are predict- pre- predicted to cut a fan favorite wide receiver. Lonnie, who
1: do you think that is? I don't know. You you gotta tell me, cause I, I don't. You saying who who do you think it, it'll be? The fame favorite will be.
0: Man, said Justin Ross.
1: Oh yeah. Not, uh, let me say I, just, <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my spiel on it. I don't think that's happening. I don't see it happening. Like like we just said before, how much do you think Veach values his 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 picks and, and banking on that potential? That's a young wide receiver that has a ton of upside. Um, if you don't know who Justin Ross is, go look up the national title game when 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 Trevor Lawrence won as a freshman. Um, you get real acquainted with Justin Ross and what the ability that he has to stretch the field, um, and his playmaking ability. Um, as a freshman, this is as a freshman in college going up against Tua tunga Viola, the, the the dethroned Alabama. Um, yeah. actually, in that game in San Francisco. So, um, I see that the the potential is Justin Ross is just so great. Um, I don't see them 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 doing that now. John Ross, maybe. Um, but Justin Ross, I don't see them doing that. I see at least him getting at least a, uh, some preseason snaps in the Chiefs oh, uniform. Hit. Significant preseason snaps, just because Mahomes spoke about it last year before he went back down for foot surgery. The way he attacks the ball, we've seen clips of him like he 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 snatches the ball out of the air. So like he's He's one of those guys that is, 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 we're not gonna, I'm not gonna say Jamar Chase because he's, he's, we haven't seen him, but Jamar Chase esque, um, as far as like just the wide receiver type talent, he's, he, he, he has that type of ability. Um, this and is if a he's that, that type of player, why to- would
0: you go get D hop and mess that up? That's true.
1: But, but, and that's the only reason I say, the only reason we say that though is because, like you said, it's that Juju guy, it's that vet guy, right? They can mm-hmm. make you, they can give you them extra, oh, I, I don't need to be told anything on this third down. I'm I just stop right here or sit down here. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's stuff that you kind of got to teach a rookie. And you may not have to teach him right there in the moment. You may teach him a little bit later. Like you probably should just sit down right there. Or like you okay. know,
0: I start looking at. I, I start really calling out the names as well too. We did this a couple of times as well. But I started looking at it like he could end up on the practice squad just because. Okay, if we go down the line, so Kadarius Tony one, Skymore, Moore two. NBS three, Richie James four, Justin Watson five, at six, it has to be Justin Ross. Or John Ross.
1: And as I said, I don't well, think John Ross hold is to on,
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Rashid right? It's, hey, it's too so let me say that again.
1: Because Richie James might not make the roster unless you exactly. unless you can get him on he special just, teams to, or something. He's a
0: great special teams person, a returner, and all that. You can take KT off of those returns if he's going to be the number one wide receiver. That's what they did with Tyreek Hill. He's just going to be the guy you go to in those moments where you need a game changing play. So right?
1: Justin Watson is not making the roster. here. let's say it again. Because Rasheed Rice and Justin Ross have to make the roster
0: unless we carry seven. We're not carrying no fullbacks. So that, okay. You That's where that But you carrying three tight go. ends. But you're carrying three tight ends for sure. You're definitely going to carry Kelsey. Fourteen, or like you going to carry red. four tight
1: ends. Because you got to carry Bushman.
0: But you, they still got Blake Bell as well, too. I don't think Bushman is going to be. I think Bushman going to be a guy who might end up in the practice squad. I think he's going to show us potential, but if Jody Forreston is injured at any time this season, you remember we had that conversation as well too, that's where he's going to be able to step in. I don't think someone's going to take him out the practice squad from us. So I can I can reserve. I'm okay with three. Actually, because uh, what they said, uh, Noah Gray's going to play fullback. So unless you want to shift him over there. But that's then Blake Bell got has to get beat out by Bushman in. So let's go back to the wide receivers though, because this is a great conversation. That's why I'm glad we're talking about, because we got to put it all together. Kadarius Tony, Scott Moore, Rasheed Rice, Nvs, Justin Watson. That's five, right?
1: Mm Mhm.
0: Richie James or Justin Ross, and who brings in more? Or John Ross. or and Donald. then you
1: and then you put D Hop in that conversation. So then you would. you take Justin Watson out so, and you put a, and you he's in that argument now. Like is he going? Who's going to make that roster? They all got to fight for that last spot. Justin Watson, John Ross, Justin Ross, and because D Hop
0: that'll be we're going to have everyone. We're going to have more conversation about that. Trust me, because we're going to have to we're going to have to really break down this wide receiver room because there's a lot of potential right there, and we got to figure out so. I'm glad we're talking about this right now. We gotta let go, of De-, De-, De. We gotta, we gotta forget DeAndre Hopkins. Money wise, all that, just let it go. Yeah, if he's really coming money. on with some bed minimum, that's where you're, you're in a pickle. Where it's like, okay, I will take whatever y'all want to give me. And then it's like, okay, we can take that risk of Justin Ross going to practice squad for they if, if we, if we, if he can. But you just gave Justin Watson that two year deal. I feel like that solidifies a spot for him on the roster because he's gonna show you what he has in uh in preseason already. Anyway, he did it last year with us, and he's a guy who just knows how to get open on the field. Sometimes his hands can be questionable, but he does make a big play and he does have big moments as well. Too, and he has that playoff experience and super bowl experience as well. Now, winning one with us last year. So he has he 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 solidifies himself as a veteran in that slot position in that fourth or fifth option spot. So he's okay. NBS, yes, we signed him to a three-year deal already, and he had a solid one year with us, even though he didn't – I don't think he got over 600, if anything, but he did come down the stretch good in the playoffs and then in that uh, game against the Bengals in the FC Championship game. Then also had a couple of uh, catches in the Super Bowl as well too. Um, he That's someone – Throughout the season, who has made plays when we needed it, when we didn't expect it? When you see seeing uh Mahomes throwing that um that vertical route to him in in a, in a slot down the middle, and you like you feel like it's a jump ball situation, and he's for some reason he ends up with it, or he's behind the safety, he's one of those guys too that knows how to get open and can slip in those coverages to where he can make himself an asset and gets open to get the catch, and now we're down in the opponent's territory. So he brings that type of presence for your offense as well, too. Now, we know what Kadarius Tony's going to do because he did it last year. We saw him adjust his glove mid-game. The Jaguars, that's when I knew he was the truth. I was like, okay, this kid is going to be special. Rasheed Rice, we saw the potential he had out there in SMU. He had a 1,400-yard season last year in, in college. Wait. And I think he's going to bring that same type of uh, play into the into this season as well too. And then guy Moore, they loved him. He made some plays last year as well too. When he was a second round pick, and then he has been one of the best wide receivers in you know OTAs and coming up to camp that has been so special. I he solidifies a spot as well too. I'm sorry, and so we might just put up sometimes with. Scott Moore, if he has to go back there upon return, I don't care because I want him on the field. So I'm going to be honest. Like, Justin Ross really might have to sit.
1: I don't see it, but okay.
0: He might have to sit.
1: I don't see it personally, y'all. I just don't see it. He's... And you'll see the... I think if he... He might shine so hard that he just Queen can't... Season is coming he up. can't be sit down. He can't Pre-season be sit down. He's
0: coming up. Yep, That's so why... It, I do this every time. If once. Once I see in the game Justin Watson did this to me too, I was like, "What? What he's doing?" I was like, "He getting open and he got he has that connection with Mahomes." If I see that first game with Justin Ross in the preseason, where it's just like mind blowing, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put up with getting rid of uh, letting go of Richie James. We're gonna have they to probably work. got a
1: plan for it. They got yeah. some. They drafted some secondary guys that play special
0: teams. And if these guys all come together this year, MVS might be gone next year, too.
1: He only had a three year deal.
0: He only had a three year deal. They take that cap. It won't be that much of a cap hit in that last season. He probably played on that that last year. And they might give him more money as well, too, just before, like, you know, a bonus or whatever. Just a update that way that cap hit is not as crucial. Because if these guys come out and they're balling out, and it's like, oh, he's doing it with whoever, yeah, they might be okay with running how they go, how they have it. Like, honestly. And it's just, it is very exciting, bro. Like, to just see, I can't wait to training camp starts. I can't wait to see all the videos, what's out there, how they've been looking, because, you know, that's going to be, they're going to be in pads as well, too. So, we're going to see first contact. They're going to be doing those scrimmages with other teams as well, too. We're going to see what type of potential they have. And August is just only a month away. Yep. That Hall of Fame game, like on the third or something like that. Then the week after that, preseason time ready to go so it's going to be fun i can't wait but we're going to go ahead and send this over to uh a quick commercial once we come back we'll talk about some more wide receiver talk and then andy reid right here on chief and with daily deal Dill.
1: what up kc On the heels of yet another Kansas City Super Bowl victory, we have an awesome opportunity for you to broadcast your business to the local Kansas City market. We've created something called Kansas City Sports Company, which is a sports media hub for multiple live shows, all of which cover all the local Kansas City teams. Now we have 30 second ad spots, 60 second ad spots, we have event sponsorships, studio sponsorships, show sponsorships, and much, much more. This is a great opportunity for you to start early with us and broadcast your business to a very dedicated, very enthusiastic Kansas City audience. Contact me or hit the contact us link on our website to learn more about this opportunity.
0: All right. Welcome back to the episode. Now, diving into our next topic, Lonnie. Bolt Beat and a couple other outlets have. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver room ranked as the worst in the AFC West. This shouldn't come as a surprise because they are very young and lost some key pieces this off season. So, what where would you actually rank them out of the AFC West entirely?
1: Yeah, so I, I definitely don't rank them worse. That's that's like You're not not the truth, but okay. Um, I definitely, I will make them one or two, and this is not me being a homer or anything. This is just me being realistic. We just talked about all the potential they have at wide receiver. Um, that only would rank them. I would rank them two behind the chargers. The chargers have probably uh, the second best. I feel like wide receiver potential as far as the mm-hmm. AFC, as far as the AFC West goes. Um, as far as just like those, those home run hinders, those big names, the Keenan Allen, yeah. the, 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 um, the uh, Michael Ben I'm sorry, not Michael Benjamin but or Benjamin. Um I'm not sure his name, but uh, and then you oh, have
0: you got uh, Quentin Johnston Quentin uh, Johnston, you Mike got Jalen, Guy,
1: Jalen Guyton. Jalen Mike Williams is his name. I'm sorry. Kenan Allen. Not Benjamin. Yeah, yeah Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton, and then you got Quentin Johnson. So like all you them behind that wide well, receiver core just being that they picked up Quentin Johnson. They got a bigger body. Um they always have bigger body guys at their position at that position. Um, the Chiefs usually have smaller cornerbacks, which we kind of do. You no, know, we're picking later in the draft, but um, we we do have some bigger guys too—a uh, bigger guy as well. And Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson is a little bigger guy, kind of bigger guy. So, um, I want to see that. I only rank them number two, just I want to see how they fare and how good they are. But I'll, I will give the Chiefs that number one because KT I feel like is is a force to be reckoned with. We've seen that before. Um, we've seen they're using them as a weapon, like we've seen them in the Super Bowl. Um, those like them using those jet sweep motions are giving defenses fits at night. Um, make you have nightmares having to switch all that stuff in man sky. Um, whether they're not, whether they're not being that they're still that they're not ta- attacking it with the same speed as Tyreek, but they're still attacking it their way and finding ways to have success. Um, it's mm-hmm. becoming a real threat. So, um, I feel like that that puts the Chiefs at number one and just having guys like that that other than MVS, which we know we signed to be really be that number one. Um, that's like your traditional wide receiver um, that's kind of running those go routes, your nine routes, your slant routes, um, things like that, things of that nature. So I feel like that's what just separates them from the rest of those, that wide receiver group. We have some legit playmakers in that group right there. Um, now the, the Broncos are also, they also have some playmakers, Jerry Judy, Jerry, Ju- Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, um, KJ Hamler. I don't know if Hamler's still there, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they they have some playmakers in that room as well. Um, but I I would definitely have to give the Chiefs one or two. Um, I definitely don't rate them the worst in the AFC West. Um, those guys, I, I want to give those guys just a little bit more respect than that because they are Super Bowl champions and they have showed that they they can have success in the NFL at a very high level.
0: Yeah. I'm, um I'm, uh I'm gonna put Chiefs at number two. I don't think they're behind Las Vegas. I don't think they're behind Las Vegas or Denver Broncos at all. I do respect Denver Broncos uh wide receiver group as much as um uh, the the Raiders. I do like Devonte Adams. He he was a threat in every game we played him in this year. Like he was getting off. I'm not gonna lie. But um, I do like what they have over there with the Broncos. With uh, who, who they have? Um, uh, they got Court, Sutton. Yeah. Uh, they got Jay Judy. Jerry Judy. They had Patrick as well too. They they yep. it was a solid core. Uh, then they had some decent tight ends as well, too, but the wide receiver group, I, you know, they don't have a bigger name than probably, uh, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, of course, uh, with that, uh, with the Raiders, that's probably why they're behind them. But I think the potential and the talent that they have, if they're all healthy, they, they produce. Now let's talk about the Chiefs. Um like you said, KT, we already know what he's going to bring to this offense. He's going to be not only a gadget guys, but he's going to be someone who's going to be commendable in that route running, um, uh that route tree that we have for him as well, too. We saw him this past couple days on his Instagram where he posted, and his cuffs are very sharp. It looks like he's very much of working on faking those guys out as well, too, not really knowing where his step is going to go and where he's going to lead, and that's going to put him in with at the advantage against those opposing cornerbacks, uh, and if he stays healthy and his, you know, his hamstring and his, you know, his legs is good and is strong, I think he's going to be perfectly fine and he's going to be very effective. Uh, Scott Moore, he already had that route where ability as well too that's something that uh we very much hyped before he even got with the kansas City chiefs and once we uh, got him in the second round a lot of guys was like okay this will be a perfect fit for him The rasheed rice this is someone who's very dominant he's good you saw like i said already he had a 1400 yard game as well too even though he's a rookie um uh this upcoming season and I mean 1,400-yard season last year in college, but I think he brings the potential that we need in that wide receiver group to where he can handle his own. And then, of course, we have NBS, Justin Watson, guys who are veterans who have been solid with us, who has been great fourth and fifth options for us as well too, along with just adding more to that wide receiver room. So I think with them just being a Super Bowl contending team last year and winning the Super Bowl and being champions, they got to be in that top two. You can't really – You can't really take that away from them. The only reason why I'm going to put the Los Angeles Chargers ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs is because their wide receiver room is deep, and they have been the best in the West for a couple years. It's just they haven't been the better team than us in those years. Uh, Justin Herbert, he's a good quarterback. Keenan Allen, one of the better wide receivers in the league. Mike Williams, who has had exceptional seasons with them, dealt with injuries sometimes, along with Keenan Allen as well, too. But their third and fourth options, it could be like second or third options on another team. Josh Palmer is uh, pretty decent. Uh, Like you said, Jalen Guyton, he has had great games, uh, had some pretty solid games against us as well too. And then you add someone like Quentin Johnston, who the Chiefs were trying to acquire in the draft, but got taken a couple picks before our our pick. So, I mean, it's just they're so deep, and that's why you have to respect what they have over there. And that's not even a slight towards the Kansas City Chiefs because – all we, if we were ranked the worst even in prior seasons and we still won a Super Bowl, what do you think we're going to do now with guys who have a year under their belt and building that wide receiver room up from you know, uh, uh acquiring a guy like KT last season? At the trade deadline, that's going to bring more swagger, more, uh, more of what we had with Tyreek here, with Tyreek Hill Hill in prior seasons. Even though he's not as fast, but he has that same skill set and has that same quickness on the outside as well, too, along with being uh, having that breakaway speed once he gets out in the open field. So I mean, it's okay, and that's why they're number two because they're the youngest. Like I'm not going to put them over them. That'll mean. But who has a better quarterback? The Kansas City Chiefs. So at the end of the day, they're set up to be better than them this season just because they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league who's going to be able to get you the ball and the money, who's going to be able to get you in those situations to where you're only going to be able to be accessible to catching the ball and just leading you – in the correct path as well to winning games, having that experience. Justin Herbert, I love him, but sometimes he gets soft in those, game, in, in, in those games to where when it's coming down to crunch time, he's throwing an interception, he's getting sacked, he's not getting out of pocket quick enough. He's doing a lot of things to where it kind of – falls on the offense not completing it even though they have won some games before but he just doesn't have that experience that Patrick Mahomes has and that's why I'm always going to give them the edge so but I feel to have the Raiders and Broncos over them I don't like that because in the games that I, that we played against them our wide receiver group was better than those the only games that I can say was with the Broncos where Jerry Judy then like um uh, had uh like had a great game in the, he 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 played better in the second half and to where he ended up with 100 plus yards. Now Devontae I, Adams, he's going to get his regardless against any team so you're not really mad about that. But then you have Hunter Renfro, he wasn't that effective this season. He didn't have a great season as in, in whole, but he didn't have a good game against us. But they did pick up guys like Keelan Cole, um also who have they pick up as well, picked up as well too. So they got Keelan Cole and then they were able to um, get Jacoby Myers as well, too, from the Patriots. So those are decent pickups, but I, J- Jacoby Myers was fine with the Patriots, but he wasn't someone that I was afraid of in the passing game. So I'm not going to really give that edge to them over the Chiefs like that. So I would have it like this, one Chargers, two Chiefs, three Broncos, four Raiders. And really, the Broncos and Raiders are interchangeable. Better yet, I'm going to just go ahead because of Devontae because he's a beast. Three Raiders, four Broncos. And i leave it at that. So that's how I feel about it. That's Bull. It was Sports Illustrated. They actually had the Kansas City Chiefs as the best wide receiver group in the AFC West. And like I said, I think they're commending us for a Super Bowl win and what we were able to do with that group and seeing the potential that's on that group as well, too, where it's like, okay, they're playing with Patrick Mahomes, and then a lot of these guys could have been first-round talent. You have a Justin Ross, who we, we, we don't know if he's going to make the team or not, but he was a first-round talent. You bring him up, and he has that potential of being someone that's like you compare them to um, Jamar Chase, uh we're not saying that but we didn't saw him in practice where Mahomes has praised his play so it's just a lot going for our wide receiver group and that's why I'm going to put them in that top two um groups in the AFC West now anything you else you want to say before we move on to our next topic
1: yeah definitely just definitely yeah put some respect on the Chiefs they definitely need to be at least top two period <laughs> any category when you reach my receivers
0: yeah, those are facts. We always have one of these top wide receiver groups in the league, even though we are not, um, uh, we don't get that love uh, when they do those preseason um, rankings before it starts. But we end up in the rankings later on because you doubted us before. So that's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> but let's go ahead and move on to our last topic. Mike Vick makes a strong opinion in the past week claiming that we will go down as the greatest head coach of all time. We all know many consider Bill Belichick to hold that title, but strong cases were made for Reed uh, for while Reed should be considered the best. How do you feel about that, and where would you rank Andy Reed all-time on the coaching list? Uh,
1: so I, I couldn't put a number on it, but I I, I think Reed is de- Andy Reed is definitely top five. Um, mm-hmm. We I, I, Andy has done everything in his career from winning yeah. in the NFC as a coordinator, winning in the NFC as a head coach. Um, won mm-hmm. NFC championships, winning some with McNabb, um, going to some with Vic, um, almost almost winning some with Vic, um, getting to the Super Bowl with McNabb. Unfortunately, he lost in the NFC. Then Andy comes over to the AFC, um, and the, yeah. and sustains his success with the Chiefs, brings rejuvenates the Chiefs, bring the Chiefs brings the Chiefs back to life, rejuvenates the mm-hmm. franchise, gets them to the playoffs, um, makes multiple playoff appearances, eventually getting them to the AFC Championship. Um, yep. Going to five AFC championships, winning five AFC championships, going to three Super Bowls, and winning two Super Bowls. So I think the 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 resume speaks for itself with Andy Reid. It's a Hall of Fame resume, doing it in two different conferences, um, and two different par- on two different parts of the staff being the head coach and a coordinator. Um, it, it it just shows his his greatness, right? Working with great mm-hmm. players, that like Donovan McNabb, Brian Westbrook, Michael Vick, Jeremy Macklin. Um, Jason Kelsey, um, Travis Kelsey. So just, just having those really great players, Jamal Charles, and just, just, and really making those players and turning them into, in, the really all time great players, Jason Avant, um, just to name a few, just, <laughs> just a couple of guys like Andy, Andy does this in his sleep. So it's just like, it's kind of like, he, I feel like he cemented himself winning those two Super Bowls. And I feel like he's, he's, he's gotta be top five. Of course, uh, we know we got Billichick in there, and then i I think they Shula's in there somewhere, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. um and so, but I feel like he and he's up there is at least top three man in there in that argument with him just because he like i said this the resume speaks for itself the nFC championships, I don't know how many nFC championships, but it, it, we can it's countless um and, and mm-hmm. then to come over and do the same thing, um like I said, rejuvenate a franchise that was dead when he got here, I think in two thousand eleven, right. It, yep. was, it was nothing.
0: It was nothing. Uh,
1: twenty thirteen. It was nothing when he got here in twenty thirteen. So, uh, to rejuvenate a franchise and bring them back to the supremacy and and bring them back to that mountaintop, and then to have someone to get Andy over the hump. Right? Andy has mm-hmm. always had the success, in the and the ghost that haunted Andy was always that he never had a Super Bowl. It was like it, it, it was, a, it, was a, it was a dark cloud over his head that, that followed him for a long time. And he finally had got one and he was able to get back to another one, appear in three and win two of them. So I feel like that Hall of Fame career is already submitted. Um, I feel like any more now is just it's just like candy is it, it's sugar on top, um, a sweetener on top, whatever you want to put on there. Uh, it's just adding on to that resume um, and making them an even an even go to your head coach and and just go to your person. So I at least give him the top three.
0: So, yeah, because I was gonna put them actually in top three as well too, because you do got the John Shoes in the world, you got the cowards, you got the Bill Parcells, you you know, Shula, all of them, you know, it's just a lot that's going on. But um, just based off his resume and uh, what he has done in his tenure as a head coach is just phenomenal. He's been the thirteen championships game. He's been eight at, in the NFC and five straight in the AFC as of now. He's twenty and eighteen in the playoffs as well too. And you know he made it to the you know he made it to the playoffs nineteen times as well. So uh, it just shows what he has done. Over his tenure, that he has been considered one, he should he should be considered one of the greatest of all time. Now, I can understand what the argument with um, Bill Belichick because he has six Super Bowls and all of those being with Tom Brady, and then he had two as a defensive coordinator as well too when he was with the Giants and Parcells. So uh, I understand why people feel like he is. The greatest of all time, just what, he, just because what what he was able to do, especially being a defensive minded head coach as well, and having some of the greatest defenses in those times where they did win. Um, however, I'm one of those who say who who says it's going to depict how what you like in a team that makes you feel like if they're the greatest of all time, because like I said, if you love defense, we talked about this before we even got on. If you love defense, you're going to go with Bill Belichick because he made stuff happen with a lackluster offense, but having one of the toughest defenses of all time. He had the Richard Seymour's. He had Teddy Brewskis, Had Law. Mike Vrabel, Ty Law, the Gilmores, all those guys, those twins, the McCordy twins. He was just able to do everything with Dante that hyper unit, Dante Hightower. He just had a lot of great talent on that defensive side, and a lot of those guys didn't even come out as, you know, really the best in their position when they were drafted. They were they were built into that, into, into the system that he was providing for them, and they just excelled in that. Now, with Andy Reid, and then you got to think about, it too, that, uh, that, uh, monitor that everyone always had, as well, too, with defense wins championships. So, if you're going, based off of that, as well, too, you're going from probably Bill Belichick. Now, my case for Andy Reid, this is a guy who was an offensive minor head coach, and all his, all his Silver Bowls was one based on the offense. Things that people, you know, say doesn't happen. I'm going to outscore you with my quarterback and my talent that's surrounded around him, and he did that twice, and he might continue that on throughout his tenure as well, too. Now, I always say, Lonnie, he's going to be a part, he's going to be here for most of Mahomes' time here in the NFL because Mahomes might get him four more. And If he ties Belichick and Belichick is done by them too and he's done after that and they're both sitting at six, they're interchangeable at two, one and two. Off – It don't matter where you put it at, put them at. It's just they're going to be interchangeable. Now, a lot of people want to say is they're going to depict what Andy Reid does and how they felt that we lost in those games, in those playoffs, in those times he was here before Mahomes came. You know, bad situational football, uh, just not having smart situations with timeouts, uh, not utilizing them, uh, uh, taking your foot off the pedal. And they're going to have all of that. But – Sometimes it shows you what you can do with a quarterback as well, too, who understands the game just as much as you do. And that's what uh, Bill Belichick had with Tom Brady, and we see the decline that he has, has, has had as well, too. So that's why I think the argument just goes back and forth, because what you're saying about one person, you're going to say about the other. The only thing Andy Reid doesn't have right now is championships. Now, you got to think about it as well, too, because there's coaches throughout the same time bill got you in one championship the new england one versus the eagles so he beat you in one of that and one of those and then he controlled that deck uh, that time period when you were with the eagles as well now it's your turn and you were able to catch up with that so i think that's why i might give him the edge right now just because of that like you know you you have the accolades but Reed, I'm just trying to be fair. That's all I'm trying to do. Because when it comes down to it, they both – in their specialty, they're the best at what they do. Like, the mindset-wise, they're the best at what they do. Defense, best defensive mindset. Offense, Andy Reed, the best offensive mindset. They both have their flaws as coaches where they have some, you know, knucklehead mistakes. He's not saying, you know, not doing the right right things or calling the right things at the right time. They, they didn't have, you know, situations with that. But I will say Bill was able to do it earlier on in his career, and Andy Reid is going to do it later on in his career at, yeah. at a later age. And then when he meets that, meet him at that mark for Super Bowls, then it's going to be like, it's interchangeable,
1: it is, but I, this is the only reason I too I give a nod to Andy Reid. He's like, I said, like we we were like, I said, we spoke about this before, but it, it's mm-hmm. the NFC. He done it like I said, eight eight NFC championships. Bill hasn't yep. done it in two different conferences.
0: He Bill hasn't.
1: did it. Bill has done it as a he did get six of he was both, a coordinator and he was, he was a, coordinator a coordinator in a different yep. conference. He did coordinate with the Giants, but he did has not done it in two. Different conferences, going to have that success as a head coach, and then move on to another conference, rejuvenate a franchise and have a success again at a different, a whole nother conference. So it's, it's, that's the only reason I give him a little bit of a nod. And if he was able to get that, the extra Super Bowls, that would just be a cherry on top. And I feel like that definitely puts Belichick at two because they're going to be like, Andy did it with eight eight straight in the NFC in Philly before he even came over here and seen what this was like.
0: But this is what someone's going to debate with you as well too, Ronnie, unless you include that Cleveland Browns run he had as well where he, he was let go as the head coach and then he went over to New England to become the head coach. Then I understand what you're saying, because he was in the same conference and he did coach for multiple teams, however, I will say. Once he got with the Patriots and throughout his time and his tenure, he hasn't been fired and he was actually chosen over, you know, over whoever he was. He was chosen over the players, per se, something if sometimes you know how it is. If a player is having friction with a head coach, depending on what type of player it is, they let you go. I think it was some riff with Brady and Belichick. I don't think it was something big or major, but Belichick was was someone he's not going to overpay like Brady. I don't care who you are, I'm not going to give you that. Like, and it's time now with the in the quarterback driven league, you're not going to do that to a quarterback. It's not going to last, right? So I think he Craft chosen him over that, which I can give him a nod on as well too, because we, the the Eagles chose the organization and where it was going over Andy Reid, and he had to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now I will say this, just like he had his time with Cleveland and then going to Patriots, he's done his time with the Eagles and then going over to the Kansas City. Kansas City is probably not going to let him go at all. He's going to retire a Chief. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be him saying he wants to go, if anything. Yeah. So that's where it's relatable too. That's why I can't – it's like it's so much – It's just so much. It's so much, but being who I am, I'm going to just be real. I'm going to give Belichick the nod right now. But but Andy Reid is my favorite coach of all time. He's my favorite coach of all time. What he did for us, especially coming from, you know, kids who didn't see Just a carousel of coaches that came throughout Kansas City with the uh, you know, we had our guy Dick Vermiller first, and then get having um, you know, Todd Haley to having the Romeo Cornells and all of that. You know, we we dealt with some different things and some tough times, but Andy Reid he brought over a winning culture and he made us adapt to winning, and now we're um, succeeding and we're overflowed with the success that's happening now. And it's well-deserved and it needs to continue for years to come as well, too. So right now, uh, but Mike Vick, he did say in his statement, he said, I think he said, when once he retire, he will be the greatest of all time. So if he said, once he retired, I think he's including that he's going to win more championships as well, too. And it's going to be undeniable. That you have to give Andy Reid the greatest of all time. But the rankings right now, I will say him, uh, Belichick one, Andy Reid two. So, anything else you have before we go ahead and get out of here?
1: None on that. None
0: on that. There's all some right, Andy Reid. What did I say disrespectful?
1: I'm saying anybody in general. You, I'm,
0: I'm, in what did I say? Disrespectful.
1: I'm just saying in general. I nah, feel like Eddie's not one. And
0: I'm. I feel like Andy's it's not when, then I'm just, I feel like Eddie's yeah, like disrespected,
1: on. bro. He got it but
0: I, like you come said on, give, all right i know I feel you, I feel come you. on y'all <laughs> i can't be real no more man <laughs> nah but that's all we have for this episode of chiefer with daily dale make sure to follow us on all our social media platforms KC sports company on facebook twitter and instagram follow me on facebook at dale fowler jr follow our podcast on there as well too chiefer with daily del podcast and then uh on twitter dale e fowler Instagram daily underscore Dale 39 and then Lonnie his Twitter underscore underscore Lono with 10 two two n's and then Instagram underscore underscore Lino, Lono L O N O underscore underscore yeah all right so that's all we have for this episode of Sheepin with Daily Dale talk to y'all next time